feel about coconut water? I think it's disgusting. You think so? I thought so I, for a while. I don't think it tastes very good. I think people have just convinced themselves that it tastes good. I'd encourage you to give it a try as like, like again, as an adult. I just have no desire to taste it. Come on, just try. <laughs> Although it's something that I have thought about that I'd have to really reconsider as you know that one of my long-term goals has always been to go on Survivor and one of the main oh, sustenance yeah. that they have there is Coconuts. coconut. So, so are you trying to train yourself to like it? Yeah, but I'm not going to train myself unless I need it. I need to. I'm oh, not so going to preemptively to be, train. You're like, I need to be cast and then. Right. And then I'll reconsider it. Then you'll go get the shredded coconut from the baking section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the local I'll, Whole Foods. I'll have to get the unsweetened. You gotta get the unsweetened, dry. I don't think they have, they don't have sugar like wood packets. chips. Don't you dare toast it, because there's no ovens in Survivor. There's a fire. I mean, good luck toasting it with no pan. True, true, true. Well, oh my gosh! Hey, everybody, what's up? Your two favorite passengers of the Star Vehicle are in the car. That's right. We're here. We're here in the car. I'm driving. Steven's in the passenger seat. <laughs> you would probably drive. You would, I would prob- probably drive. You would probably drive. I would probably sit. Yeah, you're right. I would probably sit in the passenger seat. You're. That's just what I thought. That's what I saw in my mind's eye. I was like, I'd be driving. No big deal. I'm not mad about it. Yeah. You're a better. You're a better navigator. I could see that. I mean, yeah. Uh, my a past roommate of mine. And I, we Ooh. had a serious discussion about that one time because we were, we were applying <laughs> to, be on, we were applying to be on the Amazing Race, and we, did, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't make it. But we did say that it would be better TV if I drove because it'd be funnier. I, it, I just, I just know that like I need silence to focus on the road. I don't like a lot of interruptions. So I think that if someone was constantly shoving a map in my face, it would be, it would be a mess. I do agree it would be better TV. Also, I feel like just in general, a lot of like, ah, like shrieking and shrieking, some like narrow, like, and what's funny about the amazing race is that obviously it needs to be filmed. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to see it. So someone, the cameraman sits in the passenger seat (laughs) And then your teammate sits behind you. In the back. So there's nothing more annoying than someone in the back seat giving you instructions. Backseat driving. Backseat driving. Thing. That's right. That's what it's called. And um, I'm dying I just, to know which I think it would be a good was. idea. We sent in what I thought was a really great uh, audition tape, and we we didn't hear anything. I want to see that, but I'm f- like ferociously racking my brain for which roommate this could be because i'm like there's some that really wouldn't work <laughs> it's the most recent one so okay. it would have been it would have worked quite well it would have worked because well. our favorite video of all time and if you're an amazing race fan you'll know this is a scene where they had people um i didn't really understand the link to british history but their task was to launch watermelons from a catapult <laughs> into a field to knock targets over and one lady as she winds up the watermelon it flies out and then it catches it on the other side and flings it back into her face and the watermelon (laughs) smashes on her face 
It's it's on. And then she's literally concussed. Did she get really hurt? She, yeah, that's Yeah, the watermelon bad. smacked against her face and splattered. And it sounds like a tire and to her the face roommate, level. Her roommate, her partner was like looking at her, kind of giving her the once over. The girl's obviously concussed. And her teammate was like, you have to finish. Like, you have Aww. to keep going. <laughs> So she did. She did. Those reality she TV shows are scary. So scary. Like, uh, like a show like Wipeout, where you like you can have a concussion. You have to. Fin- you want to try to finish. <laughs> you can have a concussion from that, but you are, you are also going to have injuries that are going to creep up later in life. Later, little like, whiplash, <laughs> little spinal cord injury. Yeah, that show's so scary. Wipeout. Oh my god. Even better, I guess, I don't know if they did a second season of it, but I did enjoy that show on Netflix, uh, The Floor is Lava, uh, where... Yeah, that was fun. That, that was, was fun. fun. That was like all in good fun. It was it all in... It too dangerous, you know? It was all in good fun, but my favorite part about that show is that they filmed it and the people acted in such a way where it was sort of unclear, especially in the first episode if the people actually thought the floor was lava because when people would fall the the screams were like were were death screams it reminds me of being a kid again because you would play that game and i would i would scream bloody murder if i fell off the couch (laughs) so it was i i i I think i knew that it wasn't lava obviously but it definitely, yeah. it definitely makes you question it like, based on the, based, based on the way that these these adults and their adults were behaving. I in those situations, I'm always putting myself in the show. I'm like, could I, I, I make everything a competition, and I would yeah. just be a nightmare on this show. Also, I'm four feet tall, so I can't, I couldn't like. You would be you would, honestly be use, you would be useless. I'd be useless. I do. We would have you go first just to be like the pick up pawn. my slack. You drag me. You'd you'd be dragging me through. I would honest. I probably I wouldn't want to do that with you. I would probably just use you as a test dummy and say, "Go give it your best shot." We know you're gonna fall, but at least you can just you can we suss out the course. Yeah, we want to see. We last week you you said that yeah, I didn't it's like walk a roller coaster. Course. I want you, you to I go on. Me first. Yeah. Oh, I'll let you know. I'm fine. <laughs> I would be useless on those shows. You you can't be four feet tall and do wipe out floors lava. Any of these legends of the hidden temple. Remember no. when you were kids? I wouldn't um, want you on my team either. Or guts, the aggro crag. It's just like I can't reach a lot of places, which sucks. I I I do remember thinking growing up. I hope one day I get to a point where I'm brave enough to go on Fear Factor. <laughs> Wait, was ev- I feel like every early 2000s kid ever thought that. And you're like, like oh, I, but I couldn't eat the spiders. I, I couldn't, couldn't do it. And I was like, maybe one day I'll get there. Maybe one I day fear won't be a factor for me. One one could only hope. And now look what happened with Joe Rogan. So. I know. It still is a factor. Fall fe- from it grace. It still is a factor for me. Fear if is still not very more. much a factor. <laughs> I remember just watching that show being like, I could lay in a freezing cold tank of snakes yeah. But I didn't want to do the eating. I never wanted to do the eating. The eating, Ugh, I think I could do the so eating. Gross. I don't. I don't think I could do the ones where they do like uh, coffin style and they fill it with mm. like a charcuterie of 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 Worms. bugs. Yeah, I definitely that's, couldn't do that. Um, claustrophobic for no. certain. 
what a freaking time what a time yeah. in television we, well, we don't have anything like that uh no. no not not like fear factor but it it's interesting like to think extreme it's interesting to think that <laughs> while people were watching fear factor they also had the opportunity to go to the movie theaters and see the wedding planner <laughs> It's the same time period. Same years. Or Survivor, at least. I mean, we're back in 2001. Back in 2001. Guys, we always hope our intros kind of put you in the mind, in the headspace of the time. That's right. And, and that was not that was not even intentional, but it just really flowed. No, it totally works. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this, put your, take a trip back 20 years ago. Put yourself in that. Wow, You're staying up. You're staying up, primetime network television slot. Is it network? I don't know. To watch Fear yeah. Factor. Fear Factor. Because <gasps> you never network. missed an episode. No. And you that Friday, you're going to go head up the local Cineplex. That's right. For the wedding planner. For the wedding planner. With Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> well, That's J-Lo right. first. I J-Lo. I didn't say J- J-Lo yeah, first. starring J-Lo. This is a J-Lo movie. Obviously. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's supposed to be the star? Matthew? Ugh. That's right. It's, he looks it, terrible in this. His look wasn't my favorite. It's shabby. And something about the clothing he was wearing, his proportions were all over the place. Not my fave. Not I don't my know fave. where he got those pants from, but they were, they fit him so bizarrely. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Me neither. Um... I don't even remember the early 2000s. I don't remember men looking like that. I'm like, ugh. I thought J-Lo looked so wonderful. I thought she's she looked stunning and still very now. Oh my God. I'm happy that we're back on the J-Lo train. Same. It felt like, it felt like a return to home. It felt like home. too long. Yeah, this is a return to me. Return to home. Right. Our favorite Italian-American. Our favorite Italian-American, <laughs> Mary Fiore. <laughs> Mary Fiore, she is a timeless beauty. Timeless. That's right. She doesn't age, and her look doesn't. She doesn't look out of place, and it looks like she could be wearing everything she wore in this movie tomorrow. Yeah, it was the same thing that happened with Made in Manhattan, where she just didn't feel dated in the way that some of these other costumes do for movies that came out in the 2001 and 2002 uh time i mean matthew mcconaughey's weird frosted tipped hair dates him almost to a day i was gonna say it puts him in an 18 month time span right so it carbon dates him to that absolutely that is his rings on a tree like i knew exactly (laughs) what where he is so yeah I could count it was back it was refreshing day. to see j-lo because she just felt so timeless and we'll <sighs> get to it but but i think the really the only thing that did date her was the a microphone headset that she was wearing <laughs> the britney spears headset. it was that it was very lizzie mcguire movie that definitely grounded me in the time but <laughs> uh otherwise it felt it felt it felt eternal this but, felt eternal. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we're going to talk about the wedding planner. Yes. And why don't we start with just a quick, a quick synopsis. A quick synopsis. <laughs> and then we'll get into it. 
All right, I'm so down. Um, I did practice this one before we got oh, on. Okay. Um, because I was gonna say there's one actress in here who I've never heard of in my whole life. Okay. So Jennifer okay. Lopez. <laughs> She's five foot two. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Production summary for the wedding planner. While celebrating her newest and most lucrative account, the wedding of internet tycoon Fran Donnelly, played by Bridget Wilson Sampras, Mary, played by Jennifer Lopez, is rescued from a near-fatal collision with a runaway dumpster by a handsome pediatrician, Stephen Edison, played by Matthew McConaughey. After spending the most enchanting evening of their lives together, Mary thinks she's finally found a reason to believe in love. What she doesn't know is that Cupid and her career are about to collide. Yeah. Head on. Head on. <laughs> That's right. I, every time this I think. This is so good. Every time I think about that runaway dumpster. It, head on, baby. <laughs> head on. That was scary. I mean, she so almost scary. died. It was she a near fatal She almost died. When we get to it, man, I just remember thinking, okay, so when I fell last week, when we talked about my, um, my unfortunate yeah. rollerblading accident, I just remember how much I was trembling. That's right. And I was like, oh, she's. I know that feeling. I was there. She's trembling. She's trembling. She was she was pretty much out of it. But but we are getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I can't wait. We're gonna jump into the wedding planner. And before we start, we haven't really talked about titles in a while. But I don't know. Okay, this probably isn't even funny at all. But it was the only thing that I kept thinking about (laughs) and it did make me laugh. Um the title is The Wedding Planner. And again, we might have to cut this if it doesn't even make any sense. I'm ready. But I just kept thinking to myself, me. what if it was called a wedding planner? <laughs> <laughs> because just any because old wedding. That's, <laughs> that's what she is. She's a wedding, a wedding planner. planner. <laughs> She's not and, the wedding. <laughs> and I was, I was affirmed in my first instinct when we, when we get to the corporate headquarters and we find out that she's she's really one of many of it's many a, wedding planners it's a, it's a it's the law firms of wedding planners so yes make me partner i was like i didn't even know that was the language that we I use around wedding planning. That at a wedding at a wedding planning firm so <laughs> i don't know why but i just couldn't get out of my head where i'm just like a wedding planner She's a wedding planner. <laughs> but I think what the movie is suggesting, and I think what it, what's it, what it is asking us to consider, is that she's not just a wedding planner. She no. is the wedding planner. She's the one you want. That's, That's right. That's the one. She's this really good at her job. was eerily close to her in Made in Manhattan when she's the maid in Manhattan. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This movie, and we've talked about this before when we talked about other J-Lo so vehicles. good. But... If there's one thing that we know about Jennifer Lopez, it's that she loves to explore work. work What it means to go to work. She's a working girl. And she really does a deep dive into what it's like to be a wedding planner. Or sorry, the wedding planner. The wedding planner. (laughs) Yeah, I found the messaging to be... It's so weird that I'm even bringing it up now. Every star vehicle is uniquely capitalistic or not uniquely. It's all deals in capitalism. But she is just, she's the wedding planner. She is a run into and fro. It's like a war room. She's a a belt of supplies. Yeah, she's a belt with supplies that she discharges at her will. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I mean the movie opens and we get a we get a really great like tracking shot of her putting out all these fires at a wedding simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. We can't we can't skip the childhood opening. She's playing with dolls. Oh, right, right, right. We we have to just at least mention it because in t- typical star vehicle fashion, we could either get a slideshow yeah. over opening credits or we could get like a scene scene and, and they gave us a scene, which is nice. Right. And this is, a this is again, a technique we've seen a lot before, which is mm-hmm. that in a star Tales vehicle, you either get a slideshow or you get one informative childhood experience just that one. impacted their entire life. Yes. And this <laughs> happened to be some solo play. Yeah. Just her playing by herself. With some Barbies. That's right. Barbie doesn't even look like her. I mean, that's not her fault. It's just Barbie. No. And they didn't have an like, Italian Barbie. They didn't have an Italian Barbie at the time. <laughs> Darker haired Italian Barbie. And she's yeah. making them kiss. There's like a love song playing. And she's like, she's basically acting out a wedding with her Barbies. Right. And then it's dissolved to, boom, adult J-Lo, hair slicked back, putting out fires left and right at yeah. a wedding. Right. And... I mean, from everything from a bride who doesn't want to walk down the aisle because she thinks she's overweight mm-hmm. to a oh, woman sitting in front of her direct view camera. And uh, I guess what they're implying is like a drunk father of the bride who is not ready to walk down the aisle with his daughter. And I thought she was a little harsh on the priest who she didn't let go to the bathroom. <laughs> You can't. You can't go, Father. You're not ready. You're not ready. (laughs) But... This was intense. Also, the woman who's afraid that she's overweight, Mm J-Lo goes, I overheard some people over there saying, look at her thighs. I wish I had her thighs. (laughs) Something you can't see in a wedding dress. I want to go on record saying, not only can you not see thighs in a wedding dress, no woman on the face of the planet Earth wants to hear that you think she has nice thighs. That's not that's not the compliment we're looking for. Yeah, you normally, could say I have nice legs. I think toned arms would have been the right compliment on your wedding day Look when you're wearing a strapless shoulders. dress. Look at yeah. those strong shoulders. But not too strong. Not too strong. Dainty in all the right places. <laughs> she <laughs> Yeah, so she's she's running this wedding and yes. Uh, the, we also get some other characters looking at her and being like, wow, wow. she must lead the most romantic life mm-hmm. of anyone, yep. which yep. unfortunately yep. isn't true. They're really trying to play with opposites too up top. They're like, look at how calm, cool, and collected J-Lo is. And look at how crazy Judy Greer is, her partner. Judy Greer she's is, <laughs> she's doing a nutty performance. Nutty. She's a total kook in the movie. <laughs> And I wish that in Halloween and Halloween Kills, I wish that this was the Judy Greer that we got. I wish that's who showed up to set. Yeah, what happened to her? That would have been so much more fun if she was like a kook. Like she is in this movie. Yeah, Judy Greer had a real moment in the early 2000s and I'm just like, bring her back. Like I want that Judy Greer. I want 13 going on 30. Yeah. Wedding planner. She's so fun in this. She's She's so so fun. fun. Now, I did think we'd see her more. She's she's not in it very much. No, we don't see her that much. And again, she fulfills a classic best friend role in a J-Lo movie, which is forcing J-Lo to do things that she normally wouldn't want to do. Yeah. Mainly having a date. But 
get it getting her out of her box her shell. yeah so making decisions for j-lo and she mm-hmm. does that so i guess she satisfies the j-lo best friend rule so yeah, she did her job i'm still team leah remini oh leah's the peak j-lo best friend yeah like if you want okay so we're we're okay this is an announcement we haven't announced yet we're we're making a star vehicle dictionary that you can buy and if you look up the best friend role leah remini will just is just there it's just there she really she really did the best performance in second act so Mm -hmm. that's what we're referring to also head back to that episode if you haven't heard it yeah this builds on builds on the work we've done there yeah but um yeah the wedding the wedding goes off without a hitch and of course JLo is giving one of her world famous speeches, by the way, which we have to mention because it will come back. Um, bride with cold feet, and she's going in the other room. I heard your groom say, "Wow, I can't believe she picked me." And it was at this point in my notes I wrote, "So JLo's a liar. <laughs> she's a liar. She's, she lied." And and I don't. And again, this is where I really continue to have that struggle between the wedding planner and a wedding planner. A wedding planner, yes, because. And granted, we didn't see the reception, which is where I really think a wedding planner gets to flex their muscles. We really only got to see the ceremony. And in terms of wedding standards, this was this was a ceremony. This wasn't the ceremony. So it was just a ceremony. It was at a church and Mm -hmm. it didn't I, I, I didn't get I didn't get the the over the top like wedding planner that I would have liked to have seen. And I think they could have, if they would have focused on the reception, I think it would have given us a better uh, idea of what Jennifer brought to the table. I know. I know. I consistently throughout this movie, much like the we lawyer really work. see her do any weddings. That's what I'm saying. Much like the, <laughs> the lawyer work in two weeks notice in this movie, it's like the day that the, of the wedding is the day that the wedding planner is kind of chilling. It's like, show us the setup even. Show, show me three right. hours before the wedding when she's well, putting up all the flowers. Exactly. Because we you know? only see one reception in the whole movie. And mm-hmm. that reception is out of control and people are throwing plates against plates the walls. At the Ritz fucking Carlton. That's right. So... Uh, not that I, you know, not that I want to see her in the trenches, you know, laboring for an hour and a half, but I think it would have been nice to have seen a little wedding planning. Yeah. <laughs> Take me, show me that you called the venue and it's booked up and then show me her sweet talking somebody. Right. Like, let's see the connections. Let's see, let's see how this works. But, uh, you know, I, I guess that we're just... We're just supposed to be dazzled by her skills in navigating her headset that we know that she's serious. They're kind of like making wedding planning seem like it's a war. You're in a war room. Right. And she's calling attacks or something like, yes. (laughs) Okay. Flying in blah, blah, blah. It's like they're doing that mapping. And I'm like, okay. right. Right. Okay. Yeah, this is, it's like that movie Eye in the Sky with Helen Mirren. Like she is going to drop a bomb. And she's going to do it from the convenience of her headset. But the the I'm not wedding. laughing at the bomb. No, bombs are so bad. Bombs are okay. not funny. They're not funny at all. Okay, so the the wedding goes off without a hitch for in the eyes of the audience. In now, the eyes know, of the audience. We know yeah. from J-Lo that there were so many near misses. There were many hitches. Many hitches. Many but hitches. 
J-Lo goes home for what I can only describe as my dream night. <laughs> Scrabble! No, this is when she goes home oh, and makes fuck. herself a TV dinner and watches Antiques Roadshow, vacuums Damn. the house, and I goes to bed early. It is a dream night for you and Wh- me. Well, which is also kind of funny because I was like, this is where I don't think Jayla was fully informed as to what a wedding planner does because the reception <laughs> is still going on. You're not I home know. early. If your wedding's still going on. If the wedding's still going on. So you have to clean up? At that rate, I would we just need to think see her clean. there. I, I just think that you're really, your services are going to be needed at the reception. Yeah. So, yeah. although, I, I mean, I appreciated the scene of her watching Antiques Roadshow. But Me too. I, I I'm an did... American Pickers girl, but same. Well, uh, yeah, I just think we could have swapped that scene for a scene of her just like, truly like cleaning up after a night of this super fun reception and everybody goes home they're in such a good mood they're and all there's thanking J-Lo, her out the door like with they're one like, of those Mary, like great job thank you and like everybody leaves and j-lo from her utility belt like snaps open this like one of those like grabbers that you use to get things off of high shelves mm-hmm. and she just walks around with a plastic bag and picks up trash yeah that yeah, nice. to me would have been a wonderful scene. And like we linger on her face in close up as she's looking at two people very much in love. And then she's like, hmm, that'd mm. be nice. Yeah. Fade out. Fade out. Scene. But you're right. After that, then They're she They're trying has... to be like, look at this spinster going home alone. That's what they went for. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. But you're right that you're right that the next day she's in good spirits because she's going to go play Scrabble with mm-hmm. i guess at a senior center or with her dad yeah, i think we didn't home. know it was her dad at first but then because he's italian and then it's not until the scene that we've realized that she also is She's italian also italian it took me a long time to get the italian thing i didn't get it at this scene i got it later i did get it was her father well you're right we do see that it's her father and i think your first inclination is not to say Oh, he must be Italian, so J Lo must be Italian. Yeah, no, I think that's not that, where you go. Right. <laughs> so it's not until later. I, I figured out the it- when I texted you, J Lo's Italian in all caps last night. That was like yeah. an hour and a half in. <laughs> yeah, it was. It is shocking. Well, the movie's an hour late. and a half, so that's 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 a okay, little. Okay, so that doesn't track. It was like forty-five in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This scene was cute. Okay, she's building a word in Scrabble, earwax. Right. And they're mad at her. But um, I'm dead because the dad at one point very quickly goes, I found you a man who's agreed to marry you, <laughs> which takes away all of her agency in this scenario, which right. I thought was very funny. Right. And the old woman across goes, oh, my God, if her mother was alive. And then I went, OK, dead mother. Dead mom. Classic Star J-Lo. People, classic J-Lo. And I went, OK, and this is dad. This is dad and mom is dead and she has had no luck with finding love. Now, I will say that what I think they were implying is that she's a loser because she likes to play Scrabble. Now, uh, Me too. That's exactly you what might, I thought. You might not know this about me, but I was the founder and president of my high school Scrabble club. So 
I wow. re- resent that characterization. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> That's you. a title. Thank you. Well, you know what it was? It was the age of college applications where you just, I think, like, what was communicated was that the best thing you could have on your resume was, like, a club that you started and Ooh. grew. And I, I was like, that memo. I was like, the only club that I would want to be in would be a Scrabble club. And I remember I went and I filed the registration form and I, and you had part of the condition is that you had to meet with the principal. And he, he was like, do you really think there's going to be students that want to join a Scrabble club? And I was like, I a think so. A principal just so. discouraging somebody from starting anything to me is so funny. Like it's so funny. Well, at you that know level why? too, because like 17. I think it was because of like, I think it was because of Title IX, but every club had to be given equal funding. So oh my God. So he's like, it was really like National Honor Society got the same amount of funding as Scrabble <laughs> Club. You're so, a hero. I was you like, are I, a suburban hero. I, that's right. Now I had, and one of the things that you could use the money for was, like you know club t-shirts or something like that jackets letter jackets <laughs> but i had submitted my design and it was it was rejected because i thought along with my friend we i think we came up with this together i thought a funny a funny 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 t-shirt would be cbs that was high school scrabble club and then <laughs> that was the high school and then and then it would be a the rack of letters right the rack of letters and underneath i thought it would say show show us your rack (laughs) and it was rejected it was rejected it was rejected and then get this amazing after it was rejected this other girl in the club by the way there's like 15 people in the club no big deal and so the principal this other glove, long. this other girl tried to do a coup and she <gasps> took over she tried to take over the club because no. she saw that like i because of success. my failed t-shirt oh. that there was like the potential to usurp my power so that she could write on her college application that she was the president oh that's but not fair you filed the paperwork <laughs> i filed the paperwork so she needs to go back to the drawing she needs to go back to step one yeah, she needs to. She needs to meet with the principal and get told. To are you principal. sure? Are you sure? So, uh, part of me, part of me, just wishes I would have gone out on my own and and procured those shirts, but they yeah, never came to party. fruition. That would have been nice. We used to get in trouble for shirt designs all the time. Right. We had an academic club, and it was on the back. They thought it'd be so funny to write spell check can't fix stupid, <laughs> and we got in trouble for it. I'm like, really? Okay. At, it's true. I, I remember that I I did run a book club at my last job, and I I made shirts for that too for the staff members. And Let's get shirts. Right. I'm writing it down. But I I was like, okay, here we go again. I have to submit my t-shirt design to the to, to the boss to the principal, and I thought it'd be funny if on the shirt, and I was like, I I was like, bookmarks are for quitters, and I was like, is that too edgy? <laughs> It wasn't. 
That's the perfect amount of edgy for high school. That's, yeah, that's, that's like right. middle school edgy. Middle school edgy. So Bookmarks I learned my lesson is that from CB West Scrabble Club shows your rack to what <laughs> clubs are for quitters. <laughs> I found the balance. It only took me 20 years. <laughs> Show us your rack. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. And it's like, that's what I thought was so good is I thought if we put the tile rack, then it's like. Then we get it. Then we get it, guys. Come it's a, on! It's a visual joke. It's a Punchline gag. It's a gag on the shirt. So that is so funny. When I saw the Scrabble scene, I thought you, you know lit what? up like a Actually, Christmas some of the tree. coolest people that I know play Scrabble. So. <laughs> I got so. a lot of anxiety from that. I just remember being like sitting in a kitchen around a table with my parents, and probably me sobbing because I couldn't come up with something. Um, <laughs> a lot yeah, of tears. It's, a lot of tears. It's hard. Um, it's tough. So anyway, you're right. She <sighs> she is told that it's out of her hands and she's going to have to marry this guy. And then we find out from J-Lo's oral history that he ate dirt as a kid, right? Ate mud. Oh, Massimo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, they're trying to paint him as like a real country bumpkin out in Italy. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, he he. They grew up together or as friends together, and they met in Italy. And he was like, you know, like a weirdo little boy who was like saying, eating dirt and doing weird shit. Eating dirt and doing weird stuff, but it was but he's like hot now. But these are things that it, I guess a child would do. Yeah, I felt it was a little inappropriate these. of J Lo to bring that up at the Scrabble table, just because it felt it felt like she was. It's like, did um, you not grow up? Did you not? That's what I'm not saying. Understand what growing up. I was like, means? you're not dating a toddler. Like, yeah, you're not he's... dating the seven year old. And I was like, let's let's talk about you, sweetheart, playing with your dolls late at night like a loser. Like let's that's talk about what your he... Barbie scene. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> he comes in. He looks great. And Very cute. so cute. And this is something I really struggled with the whole movie. Is that I, and this is rare for me. Like. I really found myself gravitating towards, like, the third-party players. Like, I really liked him, and I especially, especially liked Fran. Like, these characters oh, to me... I love Fran. I love Fran. I thought she was, like, the best character in the movie. So, it was it was weird because they were clearly banking on J-Lo's star power to fill in the blanks where it's like you're always going to be on her side. And you are. Like, you're, you are rooting you for are. her. You are. She's gorgeous. But yeah. I think to your point, like, setting it up where he's a freak because he ate dirt once as a kid. When he was seven. Yeah, no. It doesn't work. Doesn't translate to I should be repulsed by this adult. Yeah, exactly right couple of script missteps so far, honestly. Well, yeah. <laughs> Show I us the reception. That's a big one. That that's a big is, one. That is, that is and, I think Big Bridal would want to see that. And like, if you want, here, here's, a, here's an idea. How okay. about don't comment on his character at all. Just say, Dad, I'm not marrying someone that you just like arranged right. for me to marry. This, you okay. know, this isn't... <laughs> That's a good point. You're right. The problem is that... Give her some agency. She doesn't have a choice. But then we end up forgetting that because he seems really nice and normal. Yeah. And we end up looking at J-Lo being like, What's he's so nice. You? What's wrong with you for being so mean to him? Yeah. A lot of these early 2000s movies and star vehicles in general, I think they just bank on the idea that you're just going to not look into it. You're like, ugh. Oh. Yeah. You're just going to look the other way and just accept... 
that this is the kooky reality we're in, which kooky. this is the movie Judy Greer's acting in. So yeah, Judy's Judy's full kook, and luckily in the next scene we get to <laughs> we see, see Judy. Her. We get to see her again because we're off to. We're back. And this at the was firm. a shock. We're off to the firm because. We're at the firm. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. And this is, and again, it looked like a law firm. There were hundreds of people that worked there. The so lobby. So many wedding planners. You're lucky if you could get a word in with the secretary. Like it is. Let alone the owner of the company named Jerry. And this was this was like one of those scenes where I'm like, I thought I knew what was going on, but I didn't. No. When she throws open the door to the grand office and someone's sitting in her chair. The oval office. I, I was like, who is that sitting in J-Lo's chair? Only to find out Not it's chair. J-Lo's boss sitting in the right chair. <laughs> J-Lo's boss in her chair. In her chair. And it's Kathy and Najimy. Yeah. And she's doing amazing. A, doing a great job as her her boss. Also, I'm positive I'm the only one who picked up on this. Did, was she drinking milk? Look like I a cup of milk. <laughs> she, whatever we'll she back. was drinking, Judy Greer was also drinking because they were uh, they were acting in the same movie. Because they were in the same movie, yes. I was like, if anybody should work at this firm, it's Judy Greer because it's it's cooker-doodle-doo. Yeah. At that point in my notes, I wrote, wow, career women. Career That's all women. that they were they were just trying to smack you over the head with that. There's wardrobe racks just flying left, right. Yeah. Fast paced walking, fast paced talking. I was like, this yeah. is Gilmore Girls level dialogue between it's, Judy Greer. It's women owned business. Yeah, Judy Greer and J Lo. Just chat, 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 chat. Chat oh yeah, yeah. Chat talking Chatty. over each other, not listening, just talking. Just talk just for the sake of talking, like women do. Like women do. Mm-hmm. And like it's 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 so confusing because again we're not in big bridal but i assume i assume that this is not the case for most wedding planning firms that they operate as firms like this but yeah we this find is out a conglomerate <laughs> we find out that this is indeed kathy's this is her business and as we learn from j-lo we learn that Maybe she she must employ I don't know a hundred wedding planners, and only J Lo is the only one who Who's brings up for in any money. Who brings in any money to the firm? She brings in all the accounts. All the accounts. She's like I make, I bring in what everybody else makes, and she's like I know that. And then J Lo goes times five, and Oof. she's like, Ugh. I'm like yeah, J Lo, go off and start your own firm. It makes no sense why you're still here. Okay, that's what I didn't understand either because she says Kathy it. She's Jimmy, like, I'm gonna go off. Yeah, she's like, you would never. And J Lo's watch me. And I really wanted to say to her, okay, watch you should go. Like, you should actually go because no one hires J Lo in this movie because of the firm. No, not they at all. They hire her because on her name, Mary on her Fiore. name. So it's funny though the Italian because Italian name. Yeah, it, it's funny, though, because when she's in the meeting, she also, like, doesn't resist a chance to make fun of Kathy and Jimmy and her lack of business, like, prowess. Acumen. She's like, she's like, you didn't make a dollar until I joined this firm. Like, your business. Jeez. I was like, wow, that's not, that's really an appropriate way to talk to your boss, let alone soon-to-be partner. So. Yeah, they're really putting a fine point on partner. And spoiler alert, I... We never even we really never find see out. Her. We never find out she made partner. We never she, find out she made partner. But I also, when I was watching the scene, and again, this is where I was wrong for the second time in the scene. I really <laughs> thought it was going to be a movie where, and we've seen this before, where Kathy looks at her and it's just like 
okay, you can go. <laughs> leave. Leave. Sure. Because there, there really is no reason for her to stay. And from a plot perspective, there's only you only add more if she's on her own. So it was, yeah. it was, it was strange because like going home, eating alone, watching Antiques Roadshow. It's like another opportunity to show. Look, I'm alone. Right. Bye. And as and as we see with her, 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 her gauntlet that she throws down is that if I land this account, I should be partner. I should be partner. But as they're we trying see to like give the it next, stakes. Right. But as we see yeah. in like the next fifteen minutes. The effort that she needs to land that account minimal. is minimal. <laughs> Almost not at all. <laughs> she sold the all. account already on her name alone. Right. So and who she's worked for. Right. So, you know, not that I wanted to see her trash this business and see it go under. It was just it was just a weird it was a, a weird way to Yelp approach review. it. To be like, she has no other options. She has to work here. <laughs> I was odd. loving um very quickly thereafter we meet fran right who we meet fran fran her family and um they're looking for a wedding planner this is the big account this is the big account that j-lo needs to win right um i forget what they're calling is it the edison account or i don't remember i think but i think that's matthew mcconaughey's last name i think it's the other name that they're i forget the name the wedding near fatal collision i'm reading our synopsis to see if it's in there Whatever. It's the wedding it's, it's, of it's Fran. The fam- I think what's important to know about Fran Donnelly. is that, yeah, is that it's her family that has the money. Like, yes. they are wealthy. They are society people. And this, again, took me a minute, but this is, we are in San Francisco. So these are, oh, these yes, are our, San- a, a great locale. <laughs> and yeah, so this is. Home these are, to this- the sweetest thing for yeah. Christmases for and Christmas. the wedding planner. That's right. So. These are San Franciscan royalty, these people. I guess they are, they sort of imply they're in tech, which I guess makes sense. And I guess it was very of the time. Like they're, you know, this is, this is dot com era. Mm-hmm. They're like, she's like starting this internet startup thing for healthcare or something. Something boring. It, something boring. <laughs> but you're right. Like she meets this family at another event that she's throwing, which again, show us the event. They don't. They don't. And the <laughs> and this is how I'm I don't think this is how it works with wedding planners. But Oh, I the, I this is the parents <laughs> and the woman look at her. They stand all in a line, like sound of music, and they look at her and they're like they're like, So what tell us do? about what would you do for our wedding? And J Lo does and this is we've talked about this before. This is my this is my least favorite J Lo acting when she does her soft acting voice yeah. she goes i see for you tahitian white, <laughs> white tents just sheer enough so you, you can, can see, see the, the stars, stars. <laughs> and the movie gives us a huge relief because they fade her voice out because oh, get me out of this <laughs> get scene. me out of this scene <laughs> it was write? like so, it was truly so painful because wrote, it was yeah go ahead finish well, I'm I was excited. just thinking that there's, there's, this is not how it works. I you don't just, go to a woman that. and say, you tell us what. About my wedding. About my wedding. I said, I was like, our wedding planner supposed to give their vision like this? I go, isn't this the bride's job? I go, is this how she's going to win this account by giving 
her idea of Fran's wedding. I'm like, don't you have to listen to Fran and then don't be you, like, yes. Yeah, you absolutely need to listen to Fran. And that's a big problem in the movie. No one listens to Fran. Yeah, but, no one's listening to Fran. Poor Fran. But the way the way that this vision for what I could only describe as the most generic wedding ever comes to J-Lo <laughs> is like, it's almost like she's having a seance. Like, it's like her eyes roll in the back of her head and she walks away from the group. I'm sure they can't even hear her. She's whispering. She's like 10 feet away and she's describing white tents. She's becoming the wedding planner. She's becoming the (laughs) wedding planner. And, uh, uh, like I said, the movie does this a huge solid because they fade out from it and we don't have to hear it. What? I feel like the very next scene is her going, I nailed it, Jerry. I got the account. Yeah, she is. (laughs) She's very proud of herself. If you ever doubted for one second that she was not going to get this account, you know, you're watching the wrong movie. (laughs) That's right. And this is where, this is where though, I think it would have been really interesting or more satisfying is if she had quit in the past scene and she nailed this on her own. And she can like dangle it in front of Jerry's face. Yeah. Or like start up JLo weddings. Like, Mm-hmm. something in mm-hmm. her own name but Very you're right she has to call kathy and jimmy to be like i did it i did it and so i'm like did she just become partner in minute 20 of the movie Maybe. unclear unclear, unclear. and and this is something we've, we never see in movies but I, I, I wish we would get these details like let's get down to the brass tacks how much does this cost yeah yeah how much does this cost because we find out at the end that she gets her commission and she gives it to Judy Greer, and Judy Greer looks like she's gonna die because she's so much money. And I was yeah. like, I'm she just goes, this I'm is more just than curious. I make in a year. That's right. So I was like, I wonder how much it is. But also, Judy Greer's being underpaid, is oh, what I'm hearing. She must be being underpaid. Let's say the commission was thirty thousand dollars, which I feel like is a lot for right. a commission. I'm, Judy well, Greer's I making it, under that. Well, that's what I was sort of thinking. Is <laughs> okay. The commission could be let's say ten percent. Uh, yeah. I don't know. In two thousand and one, spending three hundred thousand dollars on a wedding—that yeah, seems like talk. a lot of money. I guess it could be something. These they are would San spend, Francisco but, society people. You did say that, and they but are. But you're right, tech. though. That let's say I think three hundred thousand dollars—that's a big number. Ten percent, thirty grand. Judy's yeah. Judy's making in the low twenties. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I guess it checks out. I think we've just it, done the math. Yeah, we just did the quick math. I think we just so, did. So it. it's a half a million dollar wedding today. Like three hundred back. 300, <laughs> at least. 000? At yeah. least. So you're right. She like she lands this account and she I think this is the scene where she then meets Matthew McConaughey because she's walking across the street. Yep. And those on hills. the phone. And of course. Of course. She's so busy she can't even she's take so time to cross career the street. Woman. Right. And she gets her Gucci stiletto stuck in a manhole cover unfortunately unfortunately for us and she keeps trying to get it out of there and she can't and the only thing that's going to get in her way is this large uh dumpster hurtling down the street runaway dumpster and i just want to say that if you listen to last week's episode that was me on rollerblades flying down a hill yeah you just want everyone to know. What's what I really liked about this scene, and that we don't get this a lot in the physical comedy world of Jennifer Lopez. She could have died. Oh, yes. She would have. She would Near have death died. Experience number one of the movie. She would. That's right. There's another one. She could have died. She would have died. most certainly be dead. Yes. 
And the injury sustained, minimal. Still serious, what she walks away from this with. She... Okay, well, let's get there when we get there because okay. I have a lot to say about her waking up in a pediatric ward <laughs> with a neck brace okay. on. But J-Lo, he rescues her. He pushes her out of the way and lands out of the way on top of her. And it's because, we, and this is something we learned about women in this movie, is that she would rather die than lose her Gucci heel. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what they're telling us. Yeah. Or they're telling us she can't see. <laughs> Which could also, or hear. She's on the phone. When I'm on the phone, phone, I can't see or hear. So (laughs) Matthew McConaughey makes the decision for her that he's going to push her out of the way, which he does. And luckily, when he pushes her, her heel becomes dislodged, which is which is so helpful. And uh, this is where I think they would have benefited from you being on the movie set because this is a situation where I thought, "Wow, J Lo's never fallen before," (laughs) because. That is not... That's not how you almost die. That's not how you almost die. And that's certainly not how you come to after (sighs) a non-concussion fall. It was so strange. It was so strange that I literally had to pause and and I had to ask myself, is this going to be another magical realism movie for our podcast? Because I thought maybe. She was going in and out of consciousness. She was falling all over him. and weird shit saying weird stuff and what i thought would have been funnier is that if what had happened was that her heels had broken and she was literally stumbling all over like a like a like a newly born horse but it wasn't she was just performing what she thought people who fell did (laughs) which was act like gumby and like and just just flop all over like a salmon I just go, and this is the point in the movie where I thought, oh my God, she's going to lose her memory and ability to wedding plan. Right. That's what I thought. I thought it was going to be I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer. And she's going to come to and realize she she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is. And she falls and... in love with Matthew McConaughey and he's like, no, babe, no. Right. Because you're watching this scene and you're watching her mutter words fall all over the place. She's doing very intense flirting with Matthew McConaughey right away. And he looks terrible. Can't put too fine a point on it. Oh my God. Not doesn't work for me. And, and at a certain point she just blacks out like, or, or the camera blacks out for whatever. And then she works, she wakes up like you were saying in a bed and she's surrounded by children. children. It was almost like Gulliver's travels. Like she woke up and she was 30 feet tall and there were just <laughs> there were little people crawling all over her what are they there saying? were children all around her who i go were... where are these kids coming from why are they allowed in why are they allowed in her room well right because she's wearing a neck brace and we are led to us to believe that she most likely suffered a concussion or some sort of spinal injury mm-hmm. and a big no-no when you have head and neck injuries is that you're really not supposed to be jostled around nope so to have these to let these children have free reign to poke and prod and pull at her seemed like a little bit of medical malpractice yeah he should lose his license that was insanity i'm like she's unconscious you're gonna let some children in here that's right was he like hey kids go wake her up that's what what it seems like 
what was the moment before in acting they're constantly asking you what's the moment before what what's happening right before this is matthew mcconaughey saying get in there kids like what is going get on? in there kids but also this this again seemed to be a misunderstanding of what goes on at a hospital in and we find out that, that matthew mcconaughey is a, a pediatrician or or maybe yeah he's a pediatrician and if you work as a pediatrician in the ward with children, that's not a place where children just go to hang out. No. Mostly the children are there. They are in in a bed waiting for services. They were almost implying that this is a place where these kids gather to have a good time. It's like their boarding house. Right. It, it was, was so bizarre that it was reminding me of like a children's cancer ward. I was like, do they just live at the here and they was, have free reign of the halls? It was strange, but they're, they are certainly under the guidance and control of Matthew McConaughey because mm-hmm. he didn't seem he's doing too, the grooming too too frazzled to find out that these children have woken uh, Jennifer Lopez up. No, he's psyched. Even he's... what I thought would have been funnier is that if <laughs> if the bed was if truly you're asking tra- us, <laughs> if if the if the bed was like a true child size and her legs and arms were dangling off the edge. Oh, then the Gulliver's Travels thing would, would read too. I think that'd be a fun little nod. Yeah, I think it would have been funnier because let's yeah. let's play up the fact that we're in a, a children's ward. Yeah, but so, then he just goes, he just says, you have a big neck. And she goes, huh? Much like, rip, we love your thighs. He rips that, that neck brace off. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, spinal cord injury, head injury, rips it off. Just takes it right off. And not that I not that I needed the character to have a concussion. I would never wish that on anyone. No. But to to justify some of her behavior, I think it would have been helpful to have heard that she you have a minor was concussion. she was yeah. injured. I think yeah. it would have been I think it would have been helpful for her character. Let's do a little pupil check. You know, you're fi- you're going to be fine, but you've got a minor c- concussion. Let's take this brace off. You don't need it. Right. So nice and gentle. Now she's putting two and two off. together though. She's getting excited cuz her this guy that saved her is also a pediatrician who seems to be so nice. And also, are we skipping over the fact that he put her in a children's bed? Like, shouldn't he just walk her over to the local hospital and well, get her right. checked he, in? Not, not only did he put her in a children's bed, but we also find out that he has run a battery of tests and different <laughs> scans hospital. on her. And maybe this actually, maybe this is the reason why she works at, at the, the, the bridal firm. You have to wonder what this is costing with her insurance. So maybe that is a plus for her working for maybe the Maybe he firm. did it all under the table as a favor. Right. Which would be I nice. I, uh, yeah, we'll get to, to <laughs> him and his like questionable character as the movie goes on. But they're definitely setting it up where it's a case of he's good. Yeah. Look at She's this good, good man. Doctor, good. Fix her good. Fix her good. Yes. And, and after, she's okay. She's yeah, not, she's, she's okay. not tripping over her words anymore. No, she's she's she's, she's eyeballing fine. him, and she's going for her her exit consultation. In and the office. <laughs> in the office, I don't know what they're discussing. And thankfully, Judy Greer has just gotten the call, and she's she's running through the halls. This is an actress who understands actress. moment before she's just gotten that call. She has just gotten that call. But what I loved about Judy Greer in this scene is that she also had not seen any of the other scenes that she was not in because she's still <laughs> acting like the first scene. So yeah. she hasn't seen 
any of the other performances and that is to our benefit because yeah, she's still she wasn't on set very many days in this movie she did no. very few work days so no. she was just going off of day one right she's like i know i know what to do so <laughs> she she walks in and she she's she's the audience right she's us what we're Man. saying <laughs> we're saying oh Dumpster? my god you, uh, you too and she's she invites uh well i guess j-lo and her already had plans which is like even more bizarre to go to a <laughs> carnival that night and oh yeah and watch a movie and watch a movie which we find out is one of j-lo's favorite things to do is to sit in this park late at night and watch old movies um do you do you think j-lo watched that movie ever no never there was hell no never hell no not she even was probably research. like, can we put on one of my movies on the screen? So <laughs> Made in Manhattan. No, it wasn't yeah, out yet. Let's put that it wasn't on. out yet. <laughs> so Judy Greer invites invites uh Matthew McConaughey to the carnival. And there's mm-hmm. there's there's some back and forth, but but as the audience, I would say it like this. JLo is is like Oprah in the movie, and Judy Greer is Gail King. And we love Gail. <laughs> Gail Side is just kick. fun, and she's a friend that we all wish we had. Hell yeah. So Side she kick. she gets him to come to the uh carnival. Now, here's where I have to pause and say I and obviously I've seen the movie before, but I'm 99% sure oh. that I even knew the first time that I watched. Clearly, he must be engaged to Fran. Oh, see, I took the ride. I've never seen And this I before. was just like, every time I'm just like, why are you going to this carnival? It makes no sense why he says yes and shows up. Zero. Well, Narratively you're right. Speaking. Right, because he there's also never a a hint that he is thinking it over or yeah. not even a lingering close up. Nothing. And even in his office, as as J Lo questions the his sister, who's photographed proudly in the back with a lip piercing, <laughs> she looks um. What does she say? <laughs> oh no! Damn. I don't remember. It's something. But it, it's something like the implication of she looks unique. <laughs> <laughs> she looks strong. So weird. So I I understand that the movie is definitely bending over backwards to to conceal the fact that he is not engaged to Fran. It just strikes you as odd that he's so easily convinced to go to a carnival with essentially two strangers. Yep. And immediate. And it's sort of like how are you going to get away with this? I don't yeah, know. No, what felt... was his plan? What was his like backstory there? It's confusing. That's why I didn't Not, see the reveal coming. I didn't see it at all. Right. Okay. So they go to the carnival, which actually I looked like a lot phone. of fun. I would like to go to that carnival. Carnival looked fun, looked beautiful. Yeah. I just articulated to myself yesterday that, that I think if I could go to a theme park or a carnival every day, I'd get the stimulation oh. that I crave. Like, I think that's where I'm best. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I need it. I need it. I need to be alone in a crowd. Right. My question for you is, does she get this concussion and go on this date in the same day? Yeah, right. I think, yeah, because Judy it's Greer like says, "Do you have plans tonight?" Jesus, man. So she and goes from This is where I like Judy Greer because clearly Judy Greer also thinks he's very attractive, but she's she is kind enough to allow the two of them to Some go at time. it. Yeah. This was cringy. They're watching the movie. It's very romantic. 
so so romantic. And this is where we find out that he throws away all the color M&Ms and keeps only the browns. This is his defining character attribute. Which is sociopath behavior. (laughs) It's so weird because he's also littering. He's chucking the M&Ms into the grass and he's convinced this wedding planner that chocolate M&Ms are safer because brown is closer to the color of chocolate, which is hard enough to hear once, but then we have to <laughs> hear, hear it re- twice. twice. And the second time is when JLo gives it her take. And it's, it's, it's supposed Someone to be like... Someone once said. Right. And it's just it's odd because... behavior. Right. You would think that they're watching an old timey movie. You would think that the the line that would be repeated would be some sort of quote from the movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or uh, something related to the task at hand. Not nope. M&M's. They're just like, look at this fun little quirk quirkster over here. Yeah. Quirky quirks. But, also, I would yeah. argue on a date. Yeah. And now I'm harping because I'm just pissed. Yeah. You wouldn't do that. I think you'd cover it up. He's, what do you mean? He's pulling M&Ms and throwing them. Just That's chucking them he's on acting, a lot. He's acting unhinged. Even if I do that in my real life on the first date, I'm going to pretend like I don't do that. That's right. And he's just the confidence to just throw these M&Ms. Right. <sighs> and maybe that is supposed to be our hint that it's not a date. He's just acting Ooh. up. <laughs> and he's okay. just bored okay interesting so luckily okay, so she asked on. him to dance he's like no but the police officer is like yes so dance. they get up and they dance all they do is just slow dance there's nothing fancy about it there's no twirls no. or something and she goes they're, they're standing basically they're standing and swaying standing Literally. and swaying and she goes and we've seen this happen in four christmases but the the weather in san francisco is unpredictable oh and we out of nowhere drop drops of rain drops of rain but right when they're about to worth noting she goes what? where'd you learn to dance like this <laughs> and i go dance like what he's standing there standing there are there's nothing and he goes ballroom class my mom had me in ballroom class and his like Matthew McConaughey draw. I can't, I cannot, I can't. It was, you're right. It was strange. It was, I would be more concerned with the M&Ms. I'd say, where did you learn that? Where did you learn that? And like, let's go back to that because that's, that's the more concerning behavior that I'm seeing, not your dancing. Yeah. He's doing no dancing. None. He's doing no dancing and... But okay, we can move on. They almost smoochy smooch. Rain foils it. You know, it's the middle of the movie. We can't have them kiss yet. No. Come on. Not yet. Not oh, yet. God, no. God, no. So then it's like a the next scene is... Is this the Ritz-Carlton? I uh, think it is. No, I think the next scene is... Or she's planning with Fran. She's with Fran. She's planning with Fran... But don't they go to don't they go to the dance class next? Yeah, yeah. So they she's with Fran, right? Because Fran's nice. like you're different today, right? Exactly. She's like, what is up with you? You can't focus. What is also so- her hair's down. Jayla's got her hair down. <laughs> yeah, she's she's so fun, flirty, and fabulous right now. And she's like spill girl. Like what? Who is he? Who is he? Right. 
and we find out that that uh j-lo tells her basically all the facts of of what happened yeah Dumpster. Um, and this is a part where I really felt like they were doing Fran dirty because we learn that J-Lo tells her the whole story. Mm-hmm. But we also find out that Matthew McConaughey tells her the same story, but says that it's an old woman. Old woman that he saved. If I were her, I'd be like, wait a second. Because J-Lo also tells her that the person that was in her story was a groom to a bride that yeah. she was working with. Poor Fran. If I was Fran, I would said, hold on, wait a minute. This, se- this sounds eerily similar. It sounds very similar to the story that you told me and you just happened to be a groom working with Jennifer Lopez. I know. I guess because maybe it's off screen. We right. just have to assume that maybe J-Lo left out some impertinent details. Yeah. but I w- and, and I think, you know what? I would get, I will give Fran some credit here and say that you're 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 not dealing with a wedding planner. You're dealing with the wedding the planner. Wedding she planner. wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, she so wouldn't be dirty like that. But, okay, yeah. so they go to the dance class, and Fran, of course, has no problem, like, hearing all the details, and then we find out She's that... Like, I can't wait to introduce you to my fiancé. And? It's Matthew McConaughey, going by a around. different name. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so he introduced himself as, like, Eddie or something. Yeah. But his name and is his Steve. his name's Steve. <laughs> and we find out that Ooh. his last name is Edison, right? Edison, and yeah. he just goes by Eddie sometimes. Sometimes. Now, this he didn't was, lie. This was probably my favorite scene in the movie because A, we got some dancing, and B, we got Chuck Willard as the dance teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so good. You're right. The bit players in this really do shine. He was so funny. Like More he had a little cane and he was like smacking everybody around and telling them to dance. <laughs> and when J-Lo tries to walk off the dance floor, he like gives her a little tap and makes her get back in there. <laughs> get so I did like the dance scene. And we've seen this before in other J-Lo movies, especially in second act. J-Lo loves to get trapped into a dance with with someone she's having conflict with to work out the problem. Yep. It's, and, I was going to say, this is zingers while, while tangoing. Right. So I'm calling it. And it's a great scene because it just clears up all the confusion. Because I honestly, even this time around, I did find it confusing as to why he had two different names, Steve and Eddie. Yeah. And, Very clear. Uh, he cleared it up immediate. It, right. It I didn't is, mind. My last name's Edison. People call me Eddie. Right. I said, well, well, she's telling Fran the story that she met an Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know, Fran should Fran should know. <laughs> right. So <laughs> too good. It's too they, fucking they sort good. through all this, but J Lo makes sure to let him know that she doesn't approve of his behavior. Nope. I thank God. Because you know, we need her to have some agency back. She's already getting married against her will. <laughs> She's getting married against her will. <laughs> and on the way and on the way out of the dance studio, uh, Fran is like, Okay, we're gonna go check out venues and mm-hmm. J Lo, you're coming with us. Come through, girl. And J-Lo acts like this is something that she's never heard of in the bridal industry. She looks at her and she's she what? goes, what? Me? Come with you to look at the venue? <laughs> Are you crazy? Are you insane? <laughs> now, if if she had asked her to this fly... This has no idea what wedding planning is. Right. If, she had, if Fran had said, oh, you know what? We actually want to get married in Hawaii now. So we need you to fly with us to Hawaii. I would then, have said, you know what? Maybe not. But Then it's I'm not coming. But they were going to local... Spots. venues in the yeah. san francisco bay area 
this mm-hmm. this is something that I would demand the wedding planner come to. I'm pre- I'm paying a 10% commission on a $300,000 wedding we've worked out. Get in the car. Get in the Get car, in the bitch. car now. So, <laughs> and she does. She's in the back seat. She's in the back and seat. They're playing like like potential wedding songs. Right. And we know from the opening that um anyone who picks this one Olivia Newton-John song, they don't have their relationship doesn't 14 have very months. long. 14, yeah, 14 months, months they get. shelf life. And Fran lands on the song, and they decide on Olivia Newton-John. That's right. <laughs> it's a nice little. And again, this nice is where fun, I really, this time. is where I really felt for Fran because th- they're playing Fran. this sick game at Fran's expense, and yes. she's just trying to do the right thing. This is what I'm saying. JLo's a liar. She's, she's a, a liar. Liar face. in this. She has the power to say, "Hey, this song, not a great track record." Not she a lets great them track walk record. right into it. She That's goes, right. great, great choice. I mean, I guess it's a movie about um, free will, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Something Steven like just that. rolled his eyes for those of you at home. It is. I think, I think, no, no, I think J-Lo sure. thinks it, I don't, I think J-Lo thinks that it is about free will because her character <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey's character have all the free will in the world <laughs> at the expense of Massimo and Fran. And Fran. So. They get to the venue and I don't know. There's like a gym? This is what I wanted to know. Uh, Yeah. I think they're implying that it's some sort of hotel Hotel. area. I wasn't 100% sure how Massimo ends up showing up at the the venue. He's like, I'm here to surprise you. I am your fiance. Right. He's, yeah. He's letting us know that he's Italian. (laughs) He's letting us know loudly that he is Italian. Mm -hmm. And... I think to your point, they're also trying to underscore this this idea that he's Italian, but he's not from Rome or or Milan. He's no, he's from country the country. Yeah. And that is something that as an audience we're supposed to say we're supposed to disapprove of, as Ooh. if he's not Ew. worthy of this other Italian, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, so, as if they're not in this on the same playing field. Which is funny because what the the movie says is that they come from the same village. So anyway, um, should be perfect. Should be a match should made be a in perfect heaven. Pair. So that's my experience. That's right. <laughs> my so, grandparents came from the same village. And he Massimo is so so charming in a sense that he doesn't seem to be trying to do anything wrong, and he legitimately. And we find this out later from Jennifer Lopez's dad, but this is a cultural tradition for people in their area where it is an arranged marriage. This is not something that that uh, that like is is being made up for J Lo. This is something that her father did. So there's some sort of they invent arranged marriage. For they didn't J-Lo. invent it for Jennifer Lopez. So yeah, it's hard to watch it. this scene and be mad at him because. He is probably just doing something that he's seen family members do for a while. And we can yeah. we can look at it and say, oh, Jennifer Lopez has no agency, which she doesn't. Like she has none in her in her marriage to, to Massimo. <laughs> but I think it's another way to watch it where you can say, okay, but Massimo's just doing what he knows. Yeah, he's doing country boy. He's doing naive. Like they're looking for somebody he's doing naive. who's and they get that with the shorthand of that he's Italian, just in general. They're like, That's oh, right. you know, something's a little lost in translation with this guy. Um, That's right. He doesn't fully get it, but he get um, it. you know, they do like a little man, male, male 
contest where they're like running on a treadmill and both doing pull-ups and I'm like this is weird this is a weird I thought this was the fun and game section but I think the fun and game section doesn't start until Fran leaves but I guess so but it's weird but then right shortly thereafter what's weird about the two men competing is that nothing is resolved it just makes no sense it it made no sense and McConaughey uh, is like fighting for J-Lo who's not his fiance. And Massimo has no clue what's going on. And, and he's just having posturing, fun. And posturing, being like, this is a fun little competition, little pull-up competition between us. Right. They're running yeah. on the treadmill. They're doing pull-ups. Fran and, you know, J-Lo are in the next room, actually wedding planning, which so, is... Allegedly. Pretty key. <laughs> and, but, right, yeah. so... The very it's, it's a weird scene, scene where it's busy, but but there's not a lot happening. Not now, doesn't further the plot very far. It does become fun when when Fran's mom and dad show up, who <gasps> we both mistakenly thought was Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> Mary but it's not. It's another actress who is talented in her own right, but she's not Mary Steenburgen. She's not Mary Steenburgen. I literally went, "Oh my god, Mary!" and I wrote it down. I got all excited, That's right. and then and no. then I texted you, "Not Mary." And she shows up on horseback with her husband, and that these two do a comedy routine for the ages. <laughs> they are singing. This is and Abbott and Costello. Jokes. I love these two. It was so funny. They start singing Red River Valley, which to me is such a funny song because it was also in the movie Wild at a very, very serious moment. <laughs> so they're taking serious. They take this very serious, sad song. I <laughs> loved it. Especially like in the, one of the first scenes where um Fran's like mom you will not be singing at the wedding <laughs> right they they tee us up for that they tee us up for and that. yeah it's a little assist and what's funny is that her singing is so bad that it spooks the horse and <laughs> again Jennifer Lopez Means almost saving. dies yep. by horse near-death experience number two that's right and it is scary. It is so scary. It's so the scary. The is going very fast. Yeah. And luckily, Matthew McConaughey is able to save her. And they sit in this very intimate seating position very on the horse. Very intimate. j is... They're very close. So they are, they're enjoying each other's company. And Mary Steenburgen, who's not Mary Steenburgen, arrives on the scene. And she's like, <laughs> okay, that looks really Steenburgen. stressful, but I brought the wine. And she pulls her wine out we of got it, it. Which I can only pray was a decision she made on her own. Day and of. wasn't in the script. <laughs> yes. She went to craft services and she was like, no, she she's went like, to props. a bottle of Merlot, please? And she went, I need a bottle of Mer- Merlot now. I have an idea. So and the director was like, take a seat. And she was like, wait, wait. Yeah. So... I guess we're supposed to continue to believe that Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey are falling in love. And yeah. again, after this, we get what I already talked about, which is the scene where Jennifer Lopez finds out that her father was in an arranged marriage arranged and it marriage, actually yeah. ended up being a really positive experience for him. Yeah, they felt they actually they fell they started as just like arranged, but they fell in real love. Yeah, and I thought it was um, actually a really sweet moment in the movie where I was wondering if dad is okay he his speech patterns and i'm like are they just trying to say he's very low iq i don't really know what they're trying to say with him but it was sweet it it turned out sweet i started concerned and then i got endeared to him i i think like what they're also trying to convey here is that he's getting choked up telling this story he's Mm. he okay i can buy that and it it and the way that he's delivering the story which which is hard to believe 
is that this must be the first time that Jennifer Lopez has heard this because otherwise mm-hmm. she would have said, I've heard this story before. No, she's shocked. She can't she's believe shocked. her parents had an arranged marriage. She's like, I thought you loved mom. And he's like, I right. did, but here's how it started. That's Arranged. right. So I think it's it's Oof. it's 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 helpful because it then allows Jennifer Lopez to consider a relationship with Massimo. And she's going to have to really consider that because Fran is going to leave. She has to go on a, a business trip, mm-hmm. which is going to allow Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Lopez to plan the wedding. And... Oh, they wow. have this yeah. scene at on the lawn of this one was of the venues. Insane. And they're touching the statues, and Matthew McConaughey is telling us how um he just wants something super small and he wants something chill where mm-hmm. it's just friends and family. And JLo does the quiet acting again where she goes, That's how I would do it too. That's how I would do it too. <laughs> And then he has to make he a dig want a big Fr- wedding. He has to make a dig at Fran, of course, and says that Fran wants statues. And then they start they start horse playing with one around. of the <laughs> horse playing with one of the statues on the, and the lawn. Statue tips over, tips over, and breaks off one of the anatomical pieces. <laughs> I was the, one just, of I was reproduc- putting you to the test to one see of the how re- you were going to One of the male this. reproductive organs, <laughs> the male reproductive organ, falls J- off. J-Lo goes, you castrated him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that. That's, yeah. I, I was trying to put you to the test to see how you were going to say it. I was dead. So They break it off. What's, and uh, it's, um, this is like, what's this movie rated? This is I, crude. This is a crude scene. And Jennifer Lopez, ever the ever, ever okay. the wedding planner, is also still wearing her utility belt. So she takes out her crazy glue. Her crazy and, glue. And I guess it's the first time that Matthew McConaughey has ever used glue before because he puts, <laughs> he puts it, it on, on the wrong side. He puts it on the wrong side. So he ends up not gluing the, the piece. reproductive organ back on the statue. Get this. He glues it to his hand. Crazy. So crazy. Crazy. I in that moment I'm like, okay, this is funny. All right, you know, funny little gag. It's a funny scene. But I'm thinking in like this lighthearted little like romp of a movie. Yeah. You don't really want to be using a lot of insert shots of the piece broken off. Let's just say, like, if it was a nose, fine. If it's an I ear, fine. I think that fine. if you okay, if you brought your preteen daughters to see this movie, you're covering her eyes. I would have said, uh, "What's this?" I would have said, "Go get the snacks now." <laughs> That's right. Out, but out, they're out. doing. So I'm like, okay, funny, great. They, ca- I was like, there's no way they're going to linger on this. They do so it's, many insert shots felt of like this it was broken off phallus. It was never ending. Because it was never not ending. Only, and then we have to get, we, we have, have to get, get the glue off his hand. Involved. Yeah, security comes and he's like, sir, get your hand off of the bulge. Right. Um, and McConaughey's like, okay, just give it a minute. I'm like still holding it there. He's waiting for the glue to set. So we think. Right. Pulls his hand away. It's stuck to his hand. We get a whole other scene. This is this is one of those moments, and we've been guilty of this too, where things things sometimes appear to be a lot funnier in the moment than they actually are. <laughs> this was, I bet, I bet they were really laughing on set, and I yeah. bet they really thought to themselves, guys, this, this is, is going to be the scene. This is it. This is the funny scene. This is their bridesmaids, like you're you're shitting in the street. That's, this, this is, is their, that scene. This is there. There's something about Mary moment. Yes. They are thinking this is going to be Mary right. moment. It's going to shock the audience. Meanwhile, when when it plays, 
I just couldn't wait for it to be over. So this is their Harry Met Sally. I'll have what she's having. Well, I think what you have to keep in mind. Funny, funny moment. You have to keep in mind that both of these characters are engaged to other people. And we're also just coming off of a scene where for the first time in the movie, J-Lo is going to take her engagement seriously with Massimo. Yeah, she's starting to really consider it. So it's, we believe it's, it. It's sweet. It's strange. So the fact they, that they linger on her pulling the stone piece off of his hand too, I'm just like, get oh us away from this scene. Right. I, it is right. uncomfortable. Because all that they're trying to communicate to us is that they are in love now. There's no denying it. Look, look at this fun, fun moment. They're going to remember it forever for the rest of their life. So. Yeah. I'm just like, this is not romantic enough right. for them and, to be lingering on this scene. And then it and then it just like felt so terrible because the next scene we go and she goes to her father's house and then there's Massimo. And now we have to have another uncomfortable conversation <laughs> where he makes her mac and cheese, which is so nice. It's cute. He's it's gonna so make cute. you an American meal. And Massimo, who has the only ability to read a social situation is 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 saying you know what i can tell something is up here and you're clearly not in love with me what is going on and he i think this is the really cute scene where he says well you just said that we're friends so let's be friends and friends tell each other how they're feeling and i thought this was the most adorable scene in the movie it just felt real like finally we're kind of getting to something real and if the movie does anything well, it's endear us to Massimo. It's right. like we, we're kind of not really sure about Makane. He seems shady. He's, He's really shady. shady. Going to the carnival was like strike number one. Oh, so inappropriate. Um, J-Lo is like betraying our trust a little bit. Like we're like, huh? What is this behavior? But yeah. Massimo is behaving like a human. And I'd also argue Fran is behaving like a human. Fran um, is behaving like the human. Yeah. And... Uh, Right. So it's Fran- nice. Massimo is truly the only character who's able to call it that they are actually in a relationship and we just need to, we need to, we need to name it. <laughs> yeah. And even in the next scene, I think this goes to your next, to your point about Fran, which is that in the next scene, we find out that when the, when Matthew McConaughey and Fran met in college, they, they were sort of the inverse where Fran was this cool girl who was so wild and kind of had had all this fun and he was uh, a little bit more of a loser or just yeah. not as... And she picked him. Right. Which is cute. It's right. It's play on right. J-Lo's speech from the beginning, which is like, I can't believe he picked you. Right. And then we get a scene where J-Lo finds out that her ex-fiance, someone we've never heard of before, is oh, also... Oh, bizarre. Late-minute so addition to the movie. Right. So she finds out that her ex-fiance is now pregnant or married and his wife, who he cheated on Jennifer Lopez with, this this is information that spit at us in 30 seconds, <laughs> is now pregnant. If you so guys she feel sees- shocked at home, we were just as shocked. Well... <laughs> It was well. What they had implied in the movie is is that this is a woman who almost has never been on a date, never been in a relationship, never never kissed a guy. 
that's sort of the extent that they're like pushing this. Yeah, and those then who to can't find wed out, plan, she says. Right. Then to find out an hour in that she was engaged, engaged. to a man felt like we were not. This is not the woman we thought she was. So <laughs> she's a liar. She's a liar. She's face. a liar. So she's upset. Obviously, she's real sad. She's so sad, and she gets drunk. She, right? She gets she gets drunk. Trashed. Like did in college, and yeah, and it's a real great San Fran scene. I right. I love San Francisco in the movies. I'm gonna go find more. That's this. Is, we actually saw a similar scene like this in the sweetest thing, sweetest where you're thing. so drunk that you can't st- stumbling up those hills trying to find your apartment. San Francisco it's really hard. seems hard. It seems like a hard place to live. Those hills are scary. Right. And Matthew McConaughey takes her home, tucks her on the couch, doesn't put her in bed, and <laughs> he. She's doing some drunk acting. She's doing drunk acting, but unfortunately, I can't give her a great drunk acting award because... (laughs) No points. She does this thing where she does the, I'm going to sober up in 10 minutes acting, where (laughs) she is so drunk when she gets home, but then after a quick chat where he tells her to drink some water and take two aspirin, all of a sudden, she's alert. So (laughs) she's great. It's like so, those, mo- those movie minutes. Yeah, those movie. Double yeah. time movie minutes. <laughs> right. So she Speed comes in up. blacked out and <laughs> in 10 minutes she could drive a car. She's so <laughs> She could drive a car. Don't drink and Don't drive. Don't drive a car. Don't so drive a car. She, Matthew McConaughey, and I guess what is supposed to be an endearing scene, confesses his love to her when she's basically so drunk, which is like... Uh, this is again where I had no respect for him because you're gonna wait Long till moment, she's buddy. so drunk that you're gonna finally feel confident to say that you like I know. her. Coward! I was like, nothing can happen in this scene. They're painting the idea that she's too drunk. I was like, it's not that kind of movie. No, so and I did appreciate at least coward. that she does she does put her foot down and say like no, no. So I did yeah. I did like that because uh, I think the movie would have really fallen apart if they did if they did get together here because we have nothing that we can use against Massimo or Fran and yeah, it's they're They've just being so wrong. inappropriate yeah so the movie wow star vehicle talk about tying things up in a neat neat bow yeah. we pretty much instantly find out that Fran is having cold feet like within the next few scenes she's like right it we doesn't go even to make her, sense. We go to her office the next that day way, and yeah. J-Lo is giving her hungover acting where she's like, oh. And then <laughs> Fran is there and J-Lo convinces Fran that she needs to still marry Matthew McConaughey. And I'm like, again, you have all the information, wedding planner. You know that this is not going to work out and you're still choosing to let free will take over. And right. She's telling I think, Fran it's going to be fine. And Fran is saying very much, I don't think we should be married. <laughs> well, I think there's also something to be said where Jennifer Lopez is selling a service here. Of course, she wants the wedding to go on, Fran. Oh, it is a movie about capitalism. Wow. Right. She's not going to miss out on this commission. This is a payday. This oh, is a payday. So She's got to cash in. So <sighs> Fran I hate when hears... I take the emotional ride. <laughs> <laughs> Fran hears what she needs to hear and she decides She's to... She's like, we'll keep it going continue with the wedding mm-hmm. and <laughs> um the timelines here are pretty hilarious because right right i guess on, yeah, i think in the next <laughs> well then 
we're like hurtling towards the end and then this the next scene i felt a little bit confused by because i thought they were already engaged but massimo then proposes to jennifer lopez yeah he i think he does like the proper one right in front of the fam and the I've already team. asked dad and dad said you can have my daughter's hand in marriage but I think he wants to give JLo that American proposal like that right. feeling of I'm asking you right and does she accept yeah okay she says I she doesn't say I do no but don't you remember what she does <laughs> he you don't remember in, he wheels in the house she spells okay on the scrabble, on the scrabble board, board. <laughs> <laughs> gross so she doesn't have to say it right she doesn't have to say it and you did that when you got proposed to right yeah i put it on a scrabble board you took your rack out (laughs) so and again this is one of those things where it's like you know what j-lo if you're really not invested in this then you need to say something because he's a nice guy and he probably would be a lot of fun to hang out with yeah speak up girl conveniently uh j-lo's wedding is scheduled for the same day of Fran's wedding. This is what I was, I wanted to, yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> In so, terms of movie timelines, this is crazy talk. And we we begin with Fran's wedding. And what's really funny about it is that J-Lo has waited till the day of to tell Judy Greer that she can't stay for the wedding. So she's like. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm like, okay, biggest account ever in the history of this firm. Ever, of the biggest year, wedding ever. The account that's going to get her partner I gotta run. Right. I have a hard out. That's right. <laughs> so she's right. She has all of a sudden she has a conflicting. Uh, she's uh, she has event. a prior commitment and she's and gotta she's, go. <laughs> she's gotta go and and poor Judy Greer. It was really not fair for her and yeah. The whole wedding uh, got she, stuck on her frail little shoulders. <laughs> frail little shoulders, but she does say that she'll get the commission and uh, you would have to scroll back to the math that we did at the beginning. But we're just gonna say it's a lot of money for Judy. Yeah. So she's not going to clear J-Lo, it all. Not like, very it's fiscally pre-tax. responsible. She says to her, yeah, and I'm gonna, we're going to go shopping next week. You're going to spend all your money. <laughs> she goes, this is more than making a year. Jill goes, well, I guess we have to go shopping next week. Yeah, because that's and what said, women do when they get a big paycheck. Shop. They go shopping. Yeah, don't invest. Don't put it away. Don't pay off loans. Shop. Go shop. They buy makeup and umbrellas. So mm-hmm. they, <laughs> umbrellas? they separate. And Jennifer Lopez is going to do like a classic city hall thing. What's and with her outfit in that? She looked like she looked like she was ninety years old. Why did they do the matronly thing? They put like a little cap on her and that little like that. Yeah, she's wearing she like a Jackie O pillboxy hat with a little yeah. veil. What was that and choice? It's classy, classy J Lo. I don't right. know. Maybe they're just saying this is a more buttoned up marriage. Again, if, if this was what her mother had worn in her wedding, mm-hmm. it would have made sense. And but a the photo dress, would have been nice. Right. Some, like she looked at the photo, right? And then she looked yeah. and then we see in Maybe the mirror they that did. she's- did. Did I miss it? Did I, I miss a photo? I don't think so. I yeah. don't think so. But- <laughs> Yeah. And then uh, Matthew McConaughey- the, this this is being interspliced, guys. We're going back and forth. Back yeah, and it's, forth. A, it's a real fun back and forth. So Matthew McConaughey pulls Fran and says, let's go take a walk. And he has this grin on his face, and I just wanted to smack it Slap off his face. Slap it off his dumb head. And this was... I, I, I don't even know how I feel about this scene, because on the one hand, it was incredibly manipulative, and on the other hand, I appreciate that Fran was the one that got to end it, but it still felt so 
murky uh, yeah. as to who was who was calling the shots here. But essentially, Matthew McConaughey says, I will marry you, but you know that you don't want to marry me. So you decide. Yeah. I was okay with it because we got the Fran scene earlier in the movie. And I think that the screenwriters knew what was up there. They they needed to show us that Fran was having doubts, but Fran got talked into staying. Yeah. Um, and I did. By J-Lo's lies. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I did so... actually. I thought the best scenes in the movie with Matthew McConaughey were actually the scenes where he was sitting with Fran and they were laughing in the park and just saying, I can't believe we let it get this far. Yeah, it was I actually cute. thought it was so refreshing. It was very cute. They were both on the same page there they and that's bo- what the movie wanted you to think. And then when he puts her in the cab and then we find out that she ends up taking the honeymoon and going to Tahiti. It's cute. I thought it was so wonderful. And Judy Greer's was... like, where's the bride going? <laughs> Is she coming back? And he's like, nope. And I did feel bad for Judy Greer because I really hope she did get the commission. I mean, all the money was spent, so. Yeah. Imagine. They're like, oh, sorry, no commission. <laughs> no commission for Judy. I want a wedding planner part two. Right. <laughs> and it's Judy Greer's origin story of how she became an evil genius. <laughs> right. Or Judy hops on a plane to Tahiti, meets up with Fran, and then they start a wedding planning business. Website startup in Tahiti. Oh, nice. So Matthew McConaughey goes to... City Hall. He's running across town to City Hall. Right. More more crazy cross cuts. While dad, while the wedding's going on with J-Lo and Massimo, and they're like, yeah. speak now or forever hold his peace. Right. Okay, but I was confused in the scene where he was going to City Hall because he the his his mode of transport is a Vespa. And I was like, and the guy who was driving the Vespa was talking in like an Italian accent. And I for a second I was like, wait, is that Massimo? But <laughs> it, I knew it wasn't. But it was just it was so confusing where we only have one character speaking in a really heavy Italian accent to then have another one driving a Vespa. Randomly. Randomly. Yeah. But he gets They're trying there. to really slap you over the head with the Italian in this sometimes. That's right. It's, this Dad is Italian too. culture. So this is Ita- peak Italian play, culture scrabble. in San Fran. That's right. The, the the infamous Italian enclave of San Francisco. So <laughs> have to talk to some people who live there. <laughs> so Matthew McConaughey gets there in the right time. There's there's a real who's on first moment outside where they're all they're all <laughs> Wait, like, you're the guy? Who? What guy? Who's she, J-Lo? She it loves was, him. You? And yeah. Massimo, Poor for better Massimo. or worse, has to be the one to say no. And it's so cute. He's like, I would rather he doesn't say this, but I'd rather die than get in the way of your true love. That's right. And they've known each other for one, one and a half nights. That's right. Right. And this is a weird moment because it, it, now they don't get married in this scene, but it sort of implies like he's going to walk in there and marry her, but he doesn't marry her in this scene, right? No. Dad goes, wait, you, you guys are in love with each other and none of you got married today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's wait, right. what? That's and I really talk? thought to myself, and I had the same reaction after we watched Sweet Home Alabama, and this is where the movie ends, but I said to myself, either out loud or in my own head, I said, this is not going to work. <laughs> same, They're not going to last. There's no same way. There's feel. no way. I didn't think These, they would last not one day. Not one day. He doesn't know her and she doesn't know him. Because very similar to other JLo characters, the only thing that he... The only image that he has of her is a lie. And the only yes. image that she has Made of him... Made in Manhattan. Lie. That's right. Relationship Wait, actually, lies. we sort of forgot that he doesn't talk to her at the church. 
Remember, he he goes to the park. Yeah, we we forgot. I was about to say, when's the scene where she's pulling M&Ms and checking them? Right, so after the wedding, he then... That he finds out that Jennifer Lopez has absconded the ceremony and yeah, also he knows didn't where get to go. Married. So yeah. they they end up having that scene at at the uh, at the not the driving movie the sit in movie I guess in the park. Yeah, and Cemetery she's the one now thing. <laughs> obsessively chucking the non uh, brown M and M's into into the pasture. Yeah, and, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And she's yeah. like, "Someone once said." Oh no. That it's less artificial colors if you eat only the brown M&M's because chocolate's already brown. Brown. And And we're supposed to scream with excitement. We're supposed to be so tickled. And she... (laughs) So funny. She finds out he didn't get married. He already knows she didn't get married. And and we're good. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. No sexual tension. No warm and fuzzies from me. No. This is the danger of a star vehicle, I think. I'm going to go ahead and put my neck out there and just say, when you're casting just two stars to just fill space in a movie, I think you're definitely running the risk of having no chemistry. Well, um, I, I think you happened. make a good point there because some of the other vehicles where there's been a love interest, the man has usually been a nobody. True. And they're not competing. Monster-in-law. Like in Monster-in-law, Sweet Home Alabama, the, the 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 female star has always radically eclipsed the man. Yes. And I felt like in this movie, our two stars were pulling light so strongly in both their directions, or at least trying to. Yeah. It was a it was a two way it was a right. straight line with two arrows on the end. Because I think you could have in this we haven't seen that many times. I think you could have gone to this movie as a diehard J-Lo fan. And I think there were people that went to this movie as big Matthew McConaughey fans mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and were attracted to him or people were excited to see J-Lo. And it's almost like it, it colors the way that you watch the movie. Yeah. But like I said at the very beginning, what I found is that I really enjoyed the kind of the bit players and especially Fran and Massimo a whole lot more than, than J-Lo yeah. or or Matthew McConaughey's characters. Those leads are boring. They're written boring. This is like my senior year when we did Beauty and the Beast. And I exclaimed, I don't want to be Belle. She's boring. She's boring and she's rude. Yeah. I was like, I want to be Mrs. Potts. Because she gets the best song. And would you know that I was cast as Mrs. Potts? I, I, I mean, I, I knew that. Did you but know I would that? Also, I, but you I would all, you also would have guessed as well. I also would have guessed. Yeah. So, I think, I think it was an interesting movie in the sense that, I think it makes sense that this was two thousand and one, and I think ever mm-hmm. since then, we've seen the vehicles for J Lo become more and more focused on her and a better fit for her personality, especially yeah. when we get to something like second act where. We're yeah. confident that she's no longer Italian, but it's I, also... I was say, this is the last time she was like, I'm never playing Italian again. She's never playing Italian again. So uh, in that and sense, it was helpful to see. On the other sense, or on the other side, I think that it left a lot to be desired from from a typical J-Lo movie. Yeah. Weak. Weak in all the areas that we want it to be strong in. 
for JLo. Now for I will J-Lo. say this. I will say this. My 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 blood pressure skyrocketed after the movie ended in a good way. In a good way, guys. Oh, in a good way. Okay. Because Let's as soon as the credits hits, we hear the opening notes to "Love Don't Cost a Thing," and I thought <laughs> I was like, "This is this is what I wanted." Yeah, yeah. This it felt movie... so good. It felt electrifying. I guess maybe I was hoping for a little bit more from the soundtrack, but that was where everything came full like full circle for me. Just yeah. especially getting right off of Legally Blonde, which has the soundtrack of all soundtracks. Right. Um. There's no. Is there's such no. A sound. I can't name a note in this movie. No, exactly. Nothing is like iconic. I don't think there's any songs in the movie. Well, okay, so like I kept feeling like the opening song when she's playing with the Barbies. I kept feeling like I should know what this is, and I don't. I don't. I don't even remember. Like the opening of Parent Trap when they're like, "This baby," or no, that's the ending of Parent Trap. That's an everlasting yeah. love. Like that's, okay, yeah, I really went for it. I was hoping you'd okay. like it. But Thank you. He didn't. Okay. Didn't like it. Well, I think that I. I think it was an enjoyable, <laughs> or I'm glad that we watched it. I will probably have to take a break from this movie for a very long time. But yeah, I won't catch a, it again for a tight 10 yeah. years. <laughs> 10 <laughs> Not years. months. <laughs> so, but I, I'm glad that we added another notch to our J-Lo belt. And yeah, it's all gearing up for a very fun February, I think. So get February. ready. I want everyone to know that. Um, I want to leave everyone with, you texted last night, this movie's a mess in all the best ways. And I just think that that's, um, that's fair. Yeah, it's a mess. This movie's a mess, but I love a mess. Yeah. Because you're and you're Italian, so you would connect with that, with that messy kind of Italian culture. That oh my god, when the Italians at the Ritz Carlton were trucking plates, which I don't think we really touched on, um, that was another opportunity for Judy Greer to go full kooky. Yeah, <laughs> they're throwing plates at the Ritz fucking Carlton, and then Jayla goes, "If you can't beat them, join them," and then she throws a plate at the floor. <laughs> she drops like thirty plates on the ground. I was like, Italians that. do do that. I don't know if it was an Italian wedding, but they were implying that it was because I feel like they were doing like some sort of italian cultural dance some tarantella let's just say anyway and well, literally anyway anyway well Anywho. i would say thank you j-lo for another interesting performance and i would say that this will not be the last time that we talk about jennifer lopez and i will leave it at that oh hell no we will be seeing her again shortly so just please continue to subscribe rate review download catch mm-hmm, us on youtube mm-hmm. catch us on tiktok catch us on instagram we're everywhere Twitter, we're tweeting up a storm we're, we're, guys we, we are, are light on the reviews i want to yeah. read i want to wake up to a review please right. it's like well, it's starting see. to get annoying let's see if we can will that into existence yeah. and because remember reviews it. reviews like love don't cost a thing so just just free just type it okay so anyway We will see you next time. See you Uh, next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, Steven. Bye.